From the home of creative writing on the internet, live and uncensored, this is Latopia After Dark. Featuring a fusion of low-down gossip and lofty debate. All hosted by Latopia's Peter Cox. Good evening, everyone. We're recording this edition of The Topia After Dark on the 4th of July. That special day every year when Americans celebrate the throwing off of the cruel and tyrannical yoke of British taxation without representation and instead pledge themselves to freedom, liberty, the IRS, Halliburton and being owned by China. Time for another revolution, guys. So tonight, instead of our usual highbrow affair, and I'm using that word so loosely you can positively see that it's wearing a diphthong, it's almost indecent, we're going to indulge in a little idle banter, some scurrilous gossip, a touch of profanity, and maybe a soup song or repartee. Exactly the same, in other words. But wait, no, who's that I see assembled in cyberspace? Why, it's none other than our stalwart panellists from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, writer and lawyer Donna Borman, from England's West Country, writer and lecturer Dave Bartram, from London, England, one of the first students to be accepted for Britain's prestigious National Academy of Writing, Richard Howes, and also from the UK, our special guest, novelist, journalist, actress and broadcaster, there's no end to her talents, Amanda Lees, whose second young adult novel, Kamari, Goddess of Secrets, has just been published. It would be a crime to waste talent of that magnitude, so I've got an idea. Let's have a special 4th of July Latopia After Dark definitive quiz for writers, henceforth to be known as the Latopia 4th of July Holiday Quiz. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are, welcome to Latopia After Dark. As always, we're broadcasting live on Ustream. Join us there if you can, and don't hold back in the chat room. The Latopia 4th of July holiday quiz isn't just any old holiday quiz. It's a Marks and Spencer holiday quiz. No, it's not. By the end of this quiz, I will be able to tell you what sort of writer you are. Points will be awarded to the most honest, or should I say, apparently honest, interesting, and unique answers. And there's a twist. Although I reserve the right to be biased, awkward, sarcastic, and generally interfere, your fellow panellists will be doing the marking. Let's start and you'll quickly get the hang of it. Dave, first question to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that nothing threw like you. Uh, that threw you completely. It did, yes. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Dave, you're a genius. Where do your most yes. brilliant ideas... No, that, was, that wasn't the question, that was a statement. Oh, yes. You're a genius. <laughs> Where do your most brilliant ideas come from? Ah, that's a very good question. I think the most brilliant, obviously just from the regular, separate that from the normally brilliant ones, the exceptionally brilliant ones, I think they, they gen- tend to feel like they come out of nowhere, actually. Uh, I think they come from chance uh, phrases you overhear, things you see, you melt something over and something clicks. I kind of like the Terry Pratchett uh, inspiration particle that sleeps through the universe and occasionally intersects with your brain. Uh-huh. So I think it's something like that, like a cosmic ray passes through your brain and you have an idea. I think it's something like that. Well, that sounds like a good answer to me. Richard, would you care to mark Dave's answer for me? Oh, is this out of two? Well, as many as you want, really. Whatever you uh, think okay. it's worth. It's, it's all absolute. I, I like the reference to, uh, to Terry Pratchett. So let, let's go with an even ten. Ten. That's, I think that's very generous of you, sir. Ten marks to Dave. Okay. Uh, Richard, same question to you. You're a genius. Where do your most brilliant ideas come from? Um, the Wild Eater. Kind of like Dave said. I mean, truly, the, it, it's the same place that all those lovely published authors get their ideas from. And I, I, I think that 
probably uh, I've got a problem in that my muse keeps spreading my secrets uh, about planned projects yeah. uh, to other people because no sooner have I sort of mulled and pontificated for a couple of years or you know five maybe yeah. uh, about something I want to write than someone else has written a similar book it's I mean, funny how I've been that waiting. happens it does happen doesn't yeah, it I've, I've been writing a 14th century book about a company of men in, in plague ridden Europe and what does Karen Bloody Maitland do she releases Company of Liars yeah well you wait for one for years and then two come along at once it's awful. Dreadful. Is that the end of the answer? Or are we going oh, to yes. go on and develop the thesis? Okay, fine. Donna, would you care to mark Richard for that? Well, what's our scale? That's a good question, and I can't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess I'll give him a 10, since I have no idea what the scale is, and since his answer was at least as good as Dave's. At least as good as Dave's. That's a very diplomatic answer. Isn't that right, Donna, same question to you. You're a genius. Where do your most brilliant ideas come from? These days, my most brilliant ideas come from the Complete Idiot's Guide to Voodoo. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I happen to know that's a true answer, but it sounds very scary, doesn't it, actually? (laughs) Sounds like you're trying to be funny, but it's the truth. (laughs) It is the truth. (laughs) Okay. is Is that the end of your answer? That is the end of my answer. Okay, Amanda, Mark, Mark Donna, please. Oh, Clearly a 10. Another 10. This is, uh, yeah. you know, I think it's getting a little suspicious here. All right, Amanda, your time has come. You're a genius. Yes. Where do your yes. most brilliant ideas come from? Well, I buy them off this bloke called Andrew Gilman. Right. Um, but, but when he's not around, I get them in the bath. I go and have a bath and I get an idea. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's true enough. That's it. That's, that's it. Succinct. Yeah, it is succinct. Or mm-hmm. it's succinct bath. Succinct bath. Yeah. Um, bath. Dave, I think you should mark Amanda for that, please. Ah, I like it. I think that there's a tip in there for all of us as well, so I'm going to give it 15 out of 10, because I'll try that later. <laughs> I love you. Yes. That's interesting. I don't want to know what you get in the bath. <laughs> so at the end of that, We could have a group bath. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> this is going off on a completely different tangent. Sorry, sorry, it's too early, isn't it? Sorry. It's back, way too back. early. Yes. Um, right. Talking about displacement activities. End of round one. Amanda's in the lead, 15 points. Yes! yes. Um, all right. That's a great game. Second question. What's your most unusual displacement activity? Come on, you've got to share this with the group. It's entirely confidential, of course. Dave. Uh, actually, mine, I, I don't know if it's unusual or not. I play the electric guitar extraordinarily loud. Hmm. Any neighbours? That's what I do. Any neighbours? Not for long. No, I can tell. No, they go out. Yes. Or I sing as well, also very loud. Wow. And even fewer neighbours. So this is what this is your displacement activity, because all writers have a displacement activity when they should be writing. And then, I mean, the classic one is cleaning out the kitchen cupboard, but I don't think that deserves any marks because it's so common. So this is what you do when you should be writing. Yeah, when okay. I, I'll, I'll play music instead. All right. Donna, marks out of whatever for Dave's. I'd give him a definite 10. Oh, 10. and there's my dog giving him something else. Oh, yes, a, bonus, a canine bonus, I think. That's 11, isn't it? <laughs> yes, the, the okay. canine bonus. Okay. Uh, Richard, right. same question. Do. What's your most unusual displacement activity? Uh, I, I think it would be uh, going to New Zealand for three weeks. Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a displacement, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, you know, it meant I didn't have to do any writing at all. Uh, in fact, this year has been a complete displacement activity. Uh, last, last weekend, I went to Rome to get away from writing. Yeah, yeah, all right. I, I even took a course in counselling one, uh, one year. 
to, to get out of it. As I think we should just pause for a moment to make sure Donna's all right. I heard a bit of gnawing going on there. I, 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 I came back. Is I, your leg I was right? dealing with the dog, and now she's started again. So. <laughs> I thought it was a werewolf. I knew it was bound to happen sooner or later. Unfortunately, our neighbors are shooting off fireworks, so she's going a little nuts today. Oh, it's so, not even uh, nighttime. Yeah. Well, oh no, this has been going on for days and days. We uh, live out in the country, and so people have a lot of fireworks. I think and, that's um, lower class that lets fireworks off during the daytime. Did you re- refer to out in the country uh, and right. America? Give me one second. I'm going to deal with this. America out in the country is hits. It's going to be like a gunshot now, and she'll deal with the dog. <laughs> don't do it, Donna. <laughs> Put it up for adoption, but don't do it. Um, uh, Amanda, would you like to rate Richard's answer, if you can remember a word of it? Oh, God, it was stunning. Yeah, um, 23. 23? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel there's a little favouritism going on here. I may have been forced mm-hmm. to apply some mm-hmm. mid-course correction. Um, Amanda, same question to you. What's your most unusual displacement activity? Um, I take baths. I do. <laughs> I rush off and I take a bath. Yeah, it's definitely you know, a theme emerging, isn't it? I'm a very, very clean writer. Um, uh, well, I, I have a new one, actually. I also now, I roll around in mud and nettles. Is that, I'm not sure is that Donna? Donna? I'm not, I'm Donna? not sure. Is that I, you I don't the dog? Are you okay? That is, that is the dog going absolutely nuts. I'm not sure what to do about it. <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah, Get the dog their own heads. Drugs. <laughs> and get them to answer the question. Uh, yes. Right. Give the dog I, 15. I, have you, I think <laughs> the dog maybe got a 15 temporarily stopped I, I, it. But, I think that's the answer. 15 for Donna for that. 15. That was yes. brilliant. And Amanda, you need to be uh, marked by Richard, please. Oh, uh, goody. Yes. Uh, well, considering... Uh, uh, I gave you 23, okay? Yeah, I know, but you had 15 in the first round, didn't you? You know, yeah. so we, we can't Richard. have you heading... Well, oh, sorry, 20. 20. Opportunity. <laughs> All right, round three. Oh, ooh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the score. Um, after the end of round two, Dave has 21. Richard's got 33. Donna has 25. And Amanda has 35. 35. Yes. Amanda's still winning. Yes! Round three. What's the most extreme thing you've done when researching your book, Dave? Um, well, I put my hand in my pocket and bought another book, which for me is extraordinarily extreme. Parting with money. Okay. A little self-referential humour there. Um, Donna, would you like to write that answer, please? Don't hold back. Well, since, um, you know, I think it's extreme for uh, Dave to put out some money, I'd have to give him a 15. 15. Writers are ganging up against me, I think. Uh, Richard, same question. Most extreme thing you've done when researching your book? Uh, well, well, I, I haven't done any research for so long. I mean, um, once, once I, I bought a book on the occult, uh, and then I joined a psychic church for a year. That's and I learned the powers of mediumship and psychometry. And the yin and the yang were enmeshed together in my mind. And I had seen it all. Come back, Richard. <laughs> Ravi Richard. <laughs> Sw- Swami Ricks. <laughs> Dave, marks, please. Oh, that's got to be a, a, a 24 and a half. <sighs> no, three. Uh, is that, is that 24.5 in Excel? I think you just bug it up. I Excel shall here. melt your mind. 
Try. You already have. Donna, bearing in mind that you've already told us about a very unusual displacement activity, uh, what's the most extreme thing? I'm afraid to ask. (laughs) What's the most extreme thing you've done when researching your book? I would have to say it was having an actual voodoo curse put on me. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Did it work? Well, um, the uh, I, I found out the voodoo curse had been placed on me um, because a client of mine told me that um, it had been done um, by somebody who was ticked off at me. And then um, the odd part of it was that um, later on, a client who practices Santeria took my card to her Santeria priest to get a reading. And she knew nothing about this. And she came back and she said to me, well... Um, my priest says you have a voodoo curse on you, and she, he wants to know if you've ticked off anybody Haitian. And I had to confess that, yes, I had, and she brought me um, a concoction to use, which I did use, and I don't know, maybe it helped. Well, How much yeah, was it? And you ended up was, on the tattoo after dark, so obviously the curse is still charge. working. <laughs> no, he did it out of the goodness of his heart. Was it a dog barking curse by any chance? <laughs> I don't know. What, you know, the dog is just crazy. So what can I do? Aww. Do dogs always do? Do dogs always do this when you sort of? No, never mind. Uh, Richard, marks please for Donna. <laughs> How can you top a voodoo curse? Uh, <laughs> let's give her a straight thirty. 30. Yay! Wow, that makes a big difference. The lead table and Amanda. Finally, and I've got a, I've got an idea how you're going to answer this. Actually, um, what's well. the most extreme <laughs> thing you've done when researching your book? I ran away the other weekend, and I was training with um, the SAS, and I was in a damp field in the Brecon Beacons with 14 men. Oh, and four instructors. So that's 18 men and me, and mm-hmm. an AK-47, which they taught me how to use. Jeez. And I had to sleep in a puddle, and I had to crawl on my belly and leap into nettles. And um, then we had to kind of ambush. Uh, I was in charge. They put me in charge, you know, which was great. So I took my men into an ambush, and then we had to ambush some other people. We had to take a hostage. We had to interrogate him. Uh, it was it was full on. And how, how are you with dogs? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. My aim is fantastic. Well, I'd like to say here now, I would never harm an animal. Oh, that's lovely. That's, in, in, in the oh, course of researching my book. I might harm a few men in a field, though. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, Are you sure it's the Brecon Beacons and not France? Were, were you involved in that shooting of all those all those soldiers? Uh, mais non, no, it was not me, Your Honor. I did not do that. No, 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 no. no. I was just practicing. This is where it starts to go sick. Uh, I think Dave was excessively um, kind to you last time around. So, Richard, come what? on, you're, 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 Richard, you're, you're going to have to mark Amanda here, and you know, remember, she's tough. She can take it. And I can use a gun. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I know where you live. Uh, Twenty-five. Deserves at least a fifty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Thanks, Donna. You know, and they called me mate. They kept calling me mate. Good. Could have been worse. Really extreme. (laughs) End of that round. Amanda is leading with sixty points. Richard is second with fifty-seven point five. Donna is third with fifty-five. Dave is trailing with thirty-six. Question four, round four. In the Stephen King book, Misery, later made into a film the same name, the writer character, Paul Sheldon, rewarded himself on finishing his manuscript with a cigarette. What would your reward be, Dave? Oh, there's a tricky one. There are so many vices and so little time, aren't there? Um, 
I think I'd probably do something very primordial. I'd get all the waste paper I'd created and make a huge bonfire under a winter sky and dance around it naked. Wow, that's impressive. Amanda, Marks? I'm just, I'm, I have this mental thing going on now. It's scary. Um, wow, gosh, naked bonfire. Uh, poor, uh, 28. 28, yes. I, mm. That's kind of spooky. I had that figure in mind myself. Richard, um, what do you do to reward yourself when you finish a manuscript? Well, I, I, I hate the gym. I have a Chinese pretty much every week. Uh, I go to the cinema whenever there's a good film out, and I borrow movies as soon as they come out in the library. I look at porn between every paragraph. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that why they're so short? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Writers are strange uh, people, aren't they? <laughs> Perhaps I'd actually re- reward myself with, with a life and, and get some friends and go and do some social activities. Yes. And, and I, I can give Lefty a break. All right, Dave. Marks, please. Oh, um, he sounds like he lives a life of reward. So, minus 12. Minus 12. <laughs> Whoa. That was an unexpected blow. Yeah. Donna, reward? Verve Clicquot. Ah. Classy, classy. Amanda, what do you think? What's it worth? Uh, for the choice of champagne alone, she's got to have 25. 25. Sorry, that's an extra like five because she's having a hard time with the dog. Yeah. That's like a veneer of these to me. You're giving a point for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a time for champagne. And Amanda? Well, I would really love to reward myself with a night in with that bloke who plays Sawyer from Lost. But but what I would Hot. really like to do is prostrate myself at the feet of my agent and yeah. pour champagne over them. Well, over the over the agent's feet. I say, uh, pour champagne over what? <laughs> yes, yeah, and obviously, okay. um, and pass him glasses in between uh, of very good champagne, indeed, Peter. Well, I'm speechless. Um, Donna Marks. Well, I don't know. For the Sawyer part, I'd have to say yeah. that's at least, you know, 35 points. Yeah. And and then then there was the massive suck-up to the agent, so oh, I'd have to give five points for that. But then for dumping things on the agent, I'd have to give an extra 10 points. Yeah. So what was that? 30 minus 5 plus 10. Mm. So what is that, 35? Okay. Sounds that's good to me. That's you can get um, you can get extra points for good suck ups, but you, I can also take points off for any smart ass answers too. Um, next round, what three things do you think you need on your book jacket to make it a bestseller, Dave? Hang on, you just derailed me with the, the penalties for smart ass answers. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's me so completely screwed. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, my name, obviously, uh, that would that's got to be a, a right. start, hasn't right. it? Um, Probably, and the other two things would be an Oprah sticker and a Richard and Judy sticker, wouldn't it? Sounds very reasonable. Donna? <laughs> Marks? Um, I'd say a tally... Oh, I, I, I'm mark. doing a, yeah. the marks. The marks. Um, let's see. I would say um, I, 32. 32. All right. Uh, Richard, same question. Um, I've always liked the idea of going for one of those character montages like on movies, you know, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Iron Man. Uh not just one of those mono-faced Tom, ve- Tom Cruise vehicles or something like a teen read. You know, all those teen books have like one character who's usually got a shocked face and they're looking at a computer or they've got a football or something so damn uninspired. Um, at least Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone looked as if it was going to get mown down by a train. I thought it was going to be a book about the dangers of playing on train tracks. Um, 
but then you know northern lights is kind of a super random one with the elysiometer on on the front but it sold tons so oh, i don't know i think harrison ford on my front cover would sell bazillions uh i don't think the title has to be punchy but it does have to mean something and the color just has to be one you're happy to touch so possibly not green um but first and foremost, though, it's got to have a big name who's well-established. So maybe I'd still like Ian McEwan's. Uh, have you stopped? Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. We've got a, a reading group here at, uh, at the library, and uh, yes. they're all uh, a bunch of old folks who were there uh, in, in the day, Do we get to take off points for length? Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. Don't, don't make a mistake and use Leslie McEwen's name by mistake, will you? <laughs> Fine, I'm done. It'd be bye-bye, bye, baby, if you did that. That's a staggeringly good answer. I haven't heard anyone talk like that since my old days in the advertising business. Um, Dave, would you like to, to, to mark that, if it's indeed markable? Uh, it's. I think it's uh, a 14 and a quarter. Oh, oh, 14. <laughs> you didn't like that, did he? He didn't like that, Richard, did he? He didn't, oh, that's 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 the didn't like that at all. <laughs> You've had some very strange marks, actually. But a minus 12 on your previous round. Um, yeah, could you... Stop them from marking me and get somebody else, please. <laughs> no, but you can get your, 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 your revenge. Donna, what three things do you think you need on your book jacket to make it a bestseller? I would say a, talima- a talisman attached as a gift with purchase. Not a Taliban. Not a Taliban, Not a, a talisman. Yeah. Um, a glowy cover. Yes. And a book blurb by Stephen King. Wow. Wow. Richard, what do you think to that? Uh, I'd give her pie. Two point one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Microsoft Excel is not not going to give up with that. <laughs> He's just blown my entire scoring system now. <laughs> give me the nearest digit. Is it a good pie? Uh, no, it's a three point one three. Three point one three. That's a, that's, that's a rubbish pie. <laughs> yeah, I rounded it down. Pie. <laughs> it's the worst pie I've ever heard. You won't get a circle out of that. Amanda. Mm-hmm. I would have three words yes. by Stephen King. By Stephen King. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Richard. Oh, I'd, well, I'd, I'd have to mark you down for the buy on on that because on Stephen King books, everyone knows he doesn't actually put it by Stephen King. So I'm going to give you one. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, oh. I so know where oh. you live. Oh. I'm so good, Stephen King. Oh. Oh. What <laughs> you should have said is Stephen King writing as Amanda Lee's. We're just, we're just about to hit the halfway mark, and my goodness, it's getting dirty. Uh, round six, what's the worst book you've ever bought, and what made you buy it, Dave? Uh, I've mentioned this one before, Tear of the Gods by Raymond E. Feist. I bought it because I had to from a book club, and it's a stinker. <laughs> it sounds Bloody bad, awful. It? Everything about it sounds bad. Raymond even, write, something sounds bad. even writes in, in the prologue, this is a crap book. <laughs> I was going through hell at the time, it's rubbish. <laughs> Well, that's paraphrasing, obviously. But, Amanda, yeah. Marks. What was the author's name again? Raymond Feist. D. Feist. Know it just to avoid it. Thank you for that. In that case, ah, oh, 17. 17. Mm. Okay. Richard, same question. Uh, I can't decide, actually. Uh, last September, this is going to be a, a long answer. Um, <laughs> last September, I had to write six <laughs> my uh, reading into writing module for the National Academy of Writing. <laughs> and all but one of them were crap. 
save for ye oldie Sir Gwain and the Green Knight, uh, I had to read Anita Decides a Village by the Sea, Sarah Waters The Night Watch, Adam Nicholson's Sea Room, and W.G. Seabold's Rings of Saturn. The other one was, a, I think, a John Connolly or, or a Michael Connolly called The Poet, but I managed to skip that class. So I didn't have to read it. Um, but I think I'd have to go for W.G. Seabold's Rings of Saturn as being the worst because it's complete rambling nonsense, and it's classed as psychogeography. Uh, and it's just completely manical. Amanda, I seem to remember Richard doing something rather nasty mm. to your scoring. I think oh, it's, a, it's only fair. Yeah, it's and you know fair. what? You know what? He's dead. Seabold is dead. Which you know, mm. I. What can I say? Mm. Minus twenty-five. Mm. But oh, you spoke ill of the Minus dead. Minus twenty-five. Oh. That's made quite a difference. That's I actually thought it would. three. No, it's, it's two minus scores that Richard's had. It's very mm. significant, I think. And I Donna, Donna, worst book you've ever bought. What made you buy it? Um, the sun also rises. I, I just don't get Hemingway's appeal. There's way too oh. much bullfighting. There is, and I had to read yeah. it for school. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, well, I agree with you. So, um, Dave, marks. Oh yeah, I agree about Hemingway. So twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. That's interesting, isn't it? Actually, because um. We had a, a, a little Hemingway piece on Latopia Daily a few days ago. Um, and Amanda, worst book you've ever bought, and what made you buy it? It was The Da Vinci Code ah. by Dan Brown, and I bought it because I had flu, and I was stuck in Devon in this cottage. Um, actually, it was bought for me, and, and the only reason I kept going was because, because I was out of my mind with a, this enormous temperature. <laughs> it was absolute tripe. Well, sounds a very reasonable answer to me, Richard, but what do you think? Well, I, I think I think that's just rude because Dan Brown is God. <laughs> <laughs> and only God can write about religion the way Dan Brown does. <laughs> oh, hit me with it. Go on. <laughs> minus 666. Minus 666. You can't do that to me. <laughs> that's dreadful. <laughs> You've minused me. <laughs> In a big way, I can tell you. Uh, round seven. There are published authors whom you consider rivals. Who are they, and what do you want to do to them? Dave. Uh, oh, that's a tricky one. Well, obviously Barbara Cartland. Yes. Um, so I'd dig her up and break her finger so she couldn't write any more. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, Richard, uh, your comments on that? Uh, so, sorry, I wasn't listening. I had a, a, a pussy in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you so wish you did. Uh, it was it was running rampant. My other cat was chasing it. Oh, stop with the movies! Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Donna, you got to, you're gonna have to mark that, please, for Dave. Um, I'd uh, say hmm, uh, thirty-two and a half. Thirty-two point five. What? Um, pay attention. Pay attention. pay attention. Pay attention. Now, um, Richard, uh, God, I've completely lost my place now. <laughs> There are, there are published authors whom you consider rivals. Who are they, and what do you want to do to them? Um, all of them. Much more. <laughs> Rowling, Colfish, Dan, Higgins, Reed, Pullman, Paver, and that bloody M.G. Harris. I've got your number. If you're listening to me, you better... I dialed 118118, and I know who you are and what you... So if you could all sit down your pens and let me have a, have a go at it, that would be absolutely tip-top spitting. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I, what's wrong with that answer, Amanda? Oh, missed you out for a start, you? missed me out, you know. Um, clearly, he has issues. Issues. And, and Marks? Nil. 
In the fact, whole... let's minus him. Let's minus him for that because it was so bitter and twisted. It was and bitter. I yes. haven't had my turn yet. Yeah. So um, I think a minus uh, nine, nine, nine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt, actually. Because he needs help. <laughs> yes, he does need help. That's like the devil and his little brother, isn't it? Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Donna, there are published authors whom you consider rivals. Who are they and what do you want to do to them? Well, I would consider Stephanie Myers, who just sits irritatingly at the top of the bestseller list yep. week after week. That's what do. And what I want mm-hmm. to do is to get her to do my cover blurb. Right. Okay. Well, that's strategic, isn't it? You can't, you, you can't fall out, can you, Richard? Uh, no, not not at all. That that's very straight laced. But I don't think Donna should be shooting ahead uh, anyway. So maybe I should give her uh, an eighteen. Eighteen. What is an eighteen oh. exactly? An eighteen. My you age, did say of an course. An eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ordering by and numbers. And your waist size, Donna. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Amanda, your turn. Published authors whom you consider rivals. Who are they? What do you want to do to them? I don't consider anyone my rival because we're all unique and I love them all and I just want to cuddle them and lick them to death and cover up their books with mine in the bookshop (laughs) and organize those, you know, nasty little Amazonian reviews and all the things that authors really do to other authors. Okay. But mostly I want to love them to death. That's that's nice. We we can Mm. all be friends, (laughs) can't we, really? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go into the the porcelain bus. (laughs) <laughs> Dave, Did you say gag? Oh, good. <laughs> it's your, your turn to to mark that, Dave. I think. Oh, it was it was a bit too careful, wasn't it? I thought there was. Um, it's a little uh, self conscious. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I thought my, you'd be amused by his presumption. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's got a bouquet of kind of blackberry and grass, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Presumptuous little number. Um, I'd say, given Amanda's in negative numbers at the minute, isn't she? Big time. Uh, so big. Yeah. So let's say. Because it was quite presumptuous, and, and I do admire a bit of presumption. 347. 347. Oh, I so love you. I admire your decision. Oh. Um, <laughs> next round. I've just I've missed out uh, round eight because I thought it was too boring. Uh, round no. nine. Describe how a literary agent is a hard-working <laughs> friend and deserving of every penny of their huge commission. Dave. <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good question. They'll do all the terrible things that for a publisher to get your work published that you don't have to. Yes. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> go, to, go to lunches, drink, social art. It must be hell. It is. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, okay. okay I'm going I'm to mark this one. I, th- I think that is quite good, but it doesn't go far enough, so I'm going to give you five. <laughs> Richard, describe how a literary agent is a hard-working friend and deserving of every penny of their huge commission. Huge, and all that gets paid pittance. Why should you get all the money, you greedy bloody devil? Richard, your score at the moment is minus nine hundred and sixty-three point <laughs> seven five. Okay, I'm not sort of <laughs> I'm trying to exercise any influence here, but um, you know. Yes. My, my, I had a meeting with Richard Charkin, director of Bloomsbury Publishing. Oh yes. And uh, he, he was moaning about agents being in the way of, of, of them and the author. They always moan about agents. It's their job, grief. And considering that he's a rich bastard too, uh, I think, yeah, the agents uh, 
do their bloody damn hardest to make sure that the author yes. gets their share and they get the right end of the business. 10 points, 15 You got my thumbs up. 16, 18 points. Very good. Amanda? Uh, it's Donna's literary... turn. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, Donna. Describe how literary agents are hardworking friend and deserving every, every penny of their huge commission. That's a loaded question. What do you think um, so? <laughs> Since I haven't actually sold fair, any actually. books through an agent yet, that, that remains fair. to be seen, doesn't it? But I would think a good agent would have an ability to make authors see through their would, mental would clutter think, and make themselves develop a really saleable manuscript yeah, and maybe have a record tense. of big sales that keeps the author inspired and maybe only occasionally disappear for weeks at a time, leaving the author hanging oh. to find out if their revisions are any good. Oh. And will probably ultimately put together a fantastic book deal. So yes. I'd say that kind of agent would be well worth their commission. Well, there was a little too many conditionals in there, but damn it, I'll give you 25. And Amanda, hard oh. friend deserving of every penny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought about this and I thought, well, hang on, friend, penny. So yeah. we have to pay people to be our friends. This is very strange. Billy Nomates type thing. Or are we, is it a sort of procuring situation where, yes. you know, that percentage is, it, it, it's dodgy, isn't it? The well, whole relationship. We, you just want to watch out. Otherwise, I'm going to let Richard mark this. But, but. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I looked at the word describe and I thought describe well that means using some words and I get paid to do that and my yeah. agent gets a percentage yes. for you know what I get paid and he deserves yes. every little centime of that yeah. um, so I'm going to stop right there because obviously he's earning his money as I speak <clears throat> I think that's a wonderful answer You're currently, your current score is minus 223 for that answer you. you get 223 points oh thank so you so you've got zero Round 10. Thanks. <coughs> Round 10. And you've got 17.5% of zero. Zero. Yeah, we're rich! <laughs> <laughs> Round 10. If you couldn't make it as a writer, what else would you do, Dave? Oh, um, uh, there's a question. The bins, probably. Bins. Okay. Donna, what do you think to that? Well, that's just a horrible answer, Dave, and I know you can do better than that if you don't make it as a writer. Plus, I think you're going to make it as a writer. So I'd have to take off points for such a depressing answer and give you negative two. Minus two. <laughs> well, that's cheered me up no end. Thanks for that. Well, nicely ticked off. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to stand in the corner with my dancer's cap on. Yes. <laughs> just for two minutes, though. It's the thought that counts. Richard, same question. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it at the moment. I'm whistling away my sorry life, waiting for people, oh, surfing dear. the web for more interesting lives to pry on and I'm slowly sorry. losing the will to carry on for lack of a real purpose. I get too much time to consider. If heaven really was a place to feed the sheep of the world, how absolutely boring it would be and how much, very much like my life it is at the moment. No control, no money, you're not allowed to fall out with anyone and you're all waiting around for someone else to decide when it's all going to be over. <laughs> Well, that was inspiring, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I got to say, Amanda, I mean, you're going to be marking Richard, right? I mean, I've got oh, to say good. personally, I found that very moving. Oh, I, I, really? I think you'd, you'd have to be very hard-hearted not to, I think. But anyway, it's really? over, over to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Boy, am I hard-hearted. Minus 444 and a half for the pathetic whine in his voice. Pathetic because you've just come back from this SAS survival course, of course. So it's, it's very gung-ho, isn't it? Yeah. You had nothing to begin with, nothing. I'd love an answer from Richard that wasn't his life story. Just once, please. 
Donna, same question. What else would you do? Well, I guess I'd have to stick with law and making gobs of money, saving the world one unemployed person at a time. Oh, that's dreadful. Richard, marks, please. Do I have to mark, Donna? Can I mark someone else? No. Who who else would you want to mark? The the one on the end. No. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, you just, that's not fair. You just want to get back at Amanda. Yes, And Donna's very noble and does a good thing. I think that's, yeah, come on, marks for Donna. He, he can't stand Don, that. Donna can, can have tickets to see Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Poor Donna. Well, that's yeah, a zero. <laughs> that's <laughs> a shame. Oh, we're talking a minus here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend it didn't exist. Okay, you're going to take that as a zero. We're getting some surreal marking here. And Amanda, if you couldn't mm. make it as a writer, what else would you do? Well, I could be a master criminal, or I could become yes. an agent, or possibly combine the two. What do you think, Peter? Gosh. Gosh, Dave? Oh, that's a, that's, it's an interesting question. Um, hmm, yeah. Four. Four. Four you notice what? he's not letting me give you points. Yeah, hmm. I, this is weird. Why? why what happened? What happened, Pete? Come on, don't, don't whine. I mean, I, I learned that lesson tonight from you, Amanda. Don't whine, God's sake. Nothing worse than a whiny writer. <laughs> Round 11. We're getting, that we're, getting, like that we're getting close to the end here. It said, everyone has a book inside them. Which famous unpublished person do you think should be writing their book? What's it about, Dave? Ooh, um, I'm going to stretch stretch the definition of person a bit. I think Shergar. <laughs> that would be very quite an interesting book. You got who's Shergar? Tell read. us who Shergar is. You got to tell us who Shergar is. Well, it's a horse. It's a horse. It, well, it was a horse. It now it was, was a horse. It was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, dog meat or something. Yeah. Um, Blue. Yeah, I think we should get some kind of animal medium <laughs> in to kind of uh, channel. Rick's could do it. Rich could do it, actually, couldn't he? He's, he's done this stuff. Oh, well, I think either Shergar. Richard or Donna would be very good at channeling, actually. He is and, pointing and, to the you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd like to see Rich uh, channeling Shergar. That would be quite interesting. Well, uh, at Ascot this year, they had a Shergar tent um, with the likes of Belinda Carlisle and Kajagoogoo making a comeback. <laughs> of course they did, Richard. Of course they did. In they your did. world, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is fantastic, Richard. Oh, my God. Uh, Parallel universe inhabited by Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Kaj- Kajigugu with Limal or without? I think that was with Shogar. <laughs> <laughs> You got to mark Dave. Um, Shogar, that's, that's a good one. I'm going to give him 500 points. I think it's worth at least that. Yes, that was very impressive. Uh, Richard, your turn now. Everyone's got a book inside well, I, them. Famous unpublished I, I was, person. I was going to go for Jesus because oh, yeah. uh, I, I'd like to Didn't hear he do one already? his words. Pardon? Didn't he do one already? Well, no. n- none of it was in his words. It was all secondhand. And uh. I'd, I'd like, at the beginning, him to reiterate, don't worship me, you friggin' idiots. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> but I think the more interesting person would be Santa Claus, um, yeah. because he could do, like, you know, like, like the, there was a the release of the Tony Blair years, and I think he could do some really great expertise on presents to the rich and famous. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, Dave, um, you, you know, let's reciprocate the favour. Uh, what do you think of that? 
I, I think that's quite nice. I like the idea of president, particularly about, you know, W. That'd be interesting what he got. Never mind what Bill Clinton got. Yeah. So 227.347 points. 27.347, which actually... It's a fix. It actually <laughs> brings Rich up to minus 1162.903. Yeah, big fix. <laughs> Donna. Everyone's got a book inside them. Which famous unpublished person do you think should be writing their book and what's it about? Well, I would say George W. Bush writing If I Did It, the confession <laughs> about what really got us into Iraq. Oh, oh, great. Oh, that's a nice one. Uh, Amanda. And only single syllables in the title. He could handle that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Amanda, your thoughts on that, please? That's genius, because I had two answers to this, and one of mine was very similar, um, but Donna's is better, so I'm going to give her 1,000 points. 1,000 points. All right. Well, that's that's good, isn't it? Lots of points for few words. I mean, that's what we're all striving for in the writing business, isn't it? Maximum meaning, minimum number of words. And Amanda, finally, your answer to the question, please. Um, I would like to have the Osama Bin Laden dot-to-dot book entitled Where to Find Me. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you actually have to grow your own beard. Where is Osama? (laughs) I tried to grow my own beard the other weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the photos. (laughs) Donna, marks please. Oh, well, I'd say that's definitely better than my George Bush answer, so I'd have to give her 1,010 points. Oh, thanks. or what? Right, so <laughs> this is where we get to round 12, except it's really round 11, because I didn't bother about question 8, which I thought was too boring. Um, Can I ask question 8 for, for bonus points, please? <laughs> yes. Can we take off points if he does? No. Yeah, you, yeah okay. Okay, answer it. Okay, okay. What lengths would I go to uh, to finally complete Blood, Sweat and Tear, Precious Manuscript published? He is psychic. Uh, How did he know that? It's extraordinary. How did you know that? It's it's amazing. again, isn't it? What was that question? It was, what lengths would I go to to get my finally complete Blood, Sweat and Tear, Precious Manuscript published? Yes, it it was actually. um, I don't know how he got that, but what's your answer then, Richard? Talk about a fix. I mean, no, Richard's in deep doo-doo right now. It's minus (laughs) 1162.903, so... Are you you ready for this answer? Yes. Mm. We're all going to be judging you. I would probably publish it on Lulu. You publish it on Lulu. Oh, my gosh. You oh. dirty hussy. Oh, I don't think you've helped your cause, Richard, really. Oh, no. no. There's no hope. There's no. <laughs> you have oh. chlamydia of the soul. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so horrible. <laughs> Why won't anybody touch me? <laughs> Speaking about STDs as names, I actually heard somebody's name on the radio. It was Candida. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah. What a name. Oh, I love it. Like Jessica Albicans, isn't it, really? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is my daughter, genital warts. <laughs> right, I'm very pleased to say we're nearly at the end now. Uh, right, final question. I'm always the one. Yes. Final question. Before I do that, I'm going to give you the score as it stands right now so you can oh, appreciate exactly how much depends on their answer to this question. Dave has 648.5. Richard has mm-hmm. minus 1162.903. Donna yeah, has plus 1153.13. 1, 
and Amanda, after veering to the extreme highs and the extreme lows, now is back in the positive again with 105. And so here what? it is. 105. <laughs> so here is the final question. Here's the final question. Consider your answers carefully, panel. What makes you think that you're more clever than me? Careful now. This is the last question, and I'm in charge of totting up the points. Dave. Oh, actually, there's two. I, yeah, there's two parts to this. The first one is it's I and not me. The nominative pronoun follows a comparison, Damn, and um, uh, and you needed to ask the question in the first place. Yes. Damn. Um, oh. Donna, your 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 points, please. Oh, I thought you were giving him points for that. Um, I I just don't know. I'd I'd say um, I'll give him five points. Five. Oh my word! Just because it's July, just because it's July the fourth, you know. Got away lightly with that, Richard. Or the fifth, whatever day it is. Richard, what uh, makes you think you're more clever than me? I don't think it. People have always it. told me how clever I am. So much so, in fact, that I'm the cleverest person on the planet. They all do it the same way. They stick their tongues into, into their bottom lips, push it out kind of like a gorilla and shout, "You're so clever!" <laughs> while clapping their hands in a very deliberate manner. What wow. planet is that? <laughs> it's Richard's own personal planet again, isn't it? Or were you at a Jordan book signing? <laughs> okay, here we go. This is your last chance, Amanda, to, to mark Richard. Ah, uh, yeah, and, okay. you know, I mean, it wasn't a bad answer, was it? Let's, let's, no, it was a know. stunner. Yes, it was. Um, and he's in a I, bit of a hole at the moment, isn't he? Is he? Yes, he Great. is. Yeah, I'd like to great. give him. It's not going to go well to <laughs> I'd like to give him um, three points. Oh, that's made a lot of difference. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we'll be interested to see what happens in a minute. Um, Donna, your answer, please. I am definitely not more clever than you, Peter. Diplomatic answer. Okay. Um, Dave, would you like to, to mark that? Short, oh, sweet, that, not very, not that's very. That's such a suck up. Yeah. That is minus yeah. 4,227 and a half. <laughs> you must be minus what? 4,000? Yeah. Did it's, I hear it's, you it's, right? It sucks bigger than a black hole. Minus 4,000 oh, what? It sucks, more, it sucks more than Monica Lewinsky. Come on. <laughs> minus 4,000. Oh, I didn't even get the numbers. She just, didn't. It doesn't matter really. It's so big. Minus 4,000 and what? 27 and a half. More, minus, give me. Uh, um, Dave, give me your answer very carefully now. First okay. digit first. <laughs> okay. 4,000. Okay. 27 and a half. Four. Minus. Oh, 4027.5. Yeah, that was a bit harsh. Make it minus 280. Minus 280. Minus 280. Jeez. Wow, it's fascinating looking at this. And now, Amanda, mm-hmm. your answer, please. Bearing in mind, mm-hmm. you are going to be marked and assessed. By Richard. Yeah. <laughs> no winning. It makes exactly this. What can I say? Or should we just so go what? to the marks before you no, bother no, wait, with the wait. answer? Really? No, 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 no. Because I have an answer for you. Okay? okay. Okay. What would ever make me think that I could possibly be more clever than you? Well, drugs, alcohol, <laughs> delusion. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's another big suck up as well, isn't it's it? Quite. It's a reasonable. Yeah, suck. but wittier than yours. It's quite a good suck. Um, I didn't no. suck up at all, I have you know. I criticise his grammar. 
<laughs> oh, well, I, I consider that quite a literary suck-up in a kind of, you know, reverse way. But Dave was unlucky only to get five points for that. But, you know, that's how life is sometimes. So, Richard, moment of truth now. In a fair and balanced way, in a very Fox News way, what do you think? I, I think it deserves uh, the seventh day of rest. <laughs> uh, Richard, I will destroy your porn collection. <laughs> how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go offline now to back it up. <laughs> oh dear, are we are we have we gone completely surreal now? Or are we going to are we not bothered with the numbers anymore? Give me Richard? some points. Seven. Eleven. What? Seven. Eleven. Oh, seven. 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 I thought I it was like give you my favourite number. I thought it was like bingo. Seven, seven. without any zeros. Okay. Just seven. Yes. Just seven. Right. Not even a, a negative sign in front of it. Well, this is, this is how things stand. <clears throat> At the end of the final round, the scores are, and I can tell there's a bit of an anxious silence, or maybe just a, a silence. At We've all fallen asleep. <laughs> where am I? Let go of my leg. I don't, know, I, want to know, I don't want to know where you are. God knows. <laughs> Backing up his porn collection, remember? On, Let go of his planet, leg. Get on, go of his leg. Ugh. On planet Zog whilst channeling Shergar. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, in last place is Richard with minus 1,159.903. I'm going to have to go into hiding now, aren't I? Yes. Well... You were doing all right, actually, until it was round four, where you got a minus. You got a minus score, and that really set you into the... And then, of course, the infamous round seven, which was um, published authors whom you consider rivals. You got, um, you got minus 999 for that. I'm afraid there's no looking back after that. In next place comes, with a creditable plus point, at least uh, 112 for Amanda. Oh, great. You could sound a little more happy about it, I think. I mean, it's not minus 1,100. Why? I'm a writer. Why would I sound happy about anything? <laughs> That's true. Um, in second place, we have Dave with 653.5. But in first place, and how appropriate, seeing as she's the only American on the panel tonight, oh, it, is, it is, after all, the Latopia 4th of July Independence Day Memorial Quiz. The Americans are Donna Borman with 873 points, point one three. Congratulations, Donna. Yay! 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 Happy Independence! Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Hope you had a great time. We'll be back with you again next week. Night-night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, listen to that. Fireworks going off. In your mind. <laughs> no, in Dave's no Richard's house. Dave has no porn. Richard has porn. It's like it's, it's on You gotta hope it's fireworks. Yeah.